0: In order to get the most out of ParentWise, listen to episode one, episode two, and our bonus episode, Long Game Parenting. After that, listen to whatever you want.
1: Mom, mom, mama.
2: What's parent wise? So, when do you want to go to sleep?
3: None time. None time?
4: Get out of my (laughs) room! Mom
3: already did it. I'll
4: play with it, but not clean it up. (laughs) Ooh! Ooh! Get out of my life (laughs) (laughs) forever!
0: ParentWise is wildly honest. and talk to real parents about real issues. Parents often have no place to go to figure out what to do and how to fix it. A community of parents who find solutions that work
1: in the real world. The first step to fixing anything is understanding the why of it. Hi, I'm Carrie Jordan. And I'm Dr. B. And, and this, this is, is ParentWise.
5: Wise.
1: Do you have a child that doesn't fit the traditional mold, whatever that is, you will probably find a source of comfort and information in Deborah Reber's new book called Differently Wired, Raising an Exceptional Child in a Conventional World. This book is in many ways groundbreaking, and we encourage you to get your own copy. You can find this and other resources by going to our website, parentwise.com,
0: our picks. Just a few housekeeping items before we get started. Uh, To connect with other members of the ParentWise community, you can like us on Facebook and also follow us on Instagram. You can find us in both places by looking up ParentWise, which is P-A-R-E-N-T-W-H-Y-S. Also, please go to iTunes and subscribe to the podcast. It would be awesome if you would leave us a review. Last but not least, if you would like to get in touch with us, and we really hope that you will, please go to the website, parentwise.com, click on Contact Us, and shoot us an email from there. We would be so excited to hear from you, and we'll get back to you as soon as we can. Everybody listening to the show. Today on episode 7, we will be talking to a lovely couple. I say that about everybody, don't I?
1: Well, they are. We've, we've had the greatest families ever. Would,
0: would we say if they were like, these two are kind of shitty? No. <laughs> no, we just wouldn't put them on. We would just say, no, I'll put shitty people on. No, I mean, you know, when I say shitty, I just mean...
1: These are people striving, and they may not be where they want to be with their parenting, but they wouldn't come on our show if they weren't trying to be better. So you have to give them
0: that. All right, so with that said, (laughs) this couple does not suck. But their names are Dove and Aura, and they have three children. Mm -hmm. Um, They have Cole, who is six. They have Nava, who is three, And then they have Shlomo, who is four months. So we mainly just talk about uh, Cole and Nava right? Because, you know, a four month old, what are you going to do? Although they mention how sweet he is and how happy he is. He's a good baby. I knew an easy baby once. Um, (laughs) So we're going to go straight into that. And then uh, after that is done, we will have our follow up from episode six. We'll be talking to Lindsay and Brad to follow up on how things are going with SD. Right and her full body meltdown. So, let's get started.
3: I was living in New York and Aura moved to New York and I was working with um, a band at the time where I was practically living in their house. They said that there's a close friend of theirs, this girl, moving from LA to New York and she doesn't have a lot of friends here, you should really take her out. It was really poor circumstances, it was like my band's worst concert ever, but that was the day that I met you. We developed like a whole relationship on the phone for a good month or so. We ended up just
2: kind of having these phone conversations. Yeah. And then about six weeks after, my grandmother passed away in that process and I remember when you called me, and I was like, oh, I'm, in a, I'm back in L.A., my grandmother had passed away, and you're like, oh, can I stay on the phone and talk to you? I was like, sure, and then we had like a really long conversation. And then I got back to New York, and like, it was like one week, two weeks, he didn't call me, and I called Cindy, who's the woman who was like trying to set us up. I was like, you know, Doug hasn't called me, and she just started like, She's like, are you kidding me? Like, I was like, well, I kind of missed the phone calls. like, why isn't he calling me anymore? She's like, he's in Israel on tour. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, you know. You needed. A, you needed. The I chase. needed a chase. <laughs> yeah. That's what I needed, that <laughs> and it yeah.
3: then... worked. And then. the one time you called me, it was like perfect timing. I was at a friend's house. I had tickets to some concert, and I was debating. Like there was this one girl who I knew was interested in me, and then there was Aura who was not clearly not, not interested in me. <laughs> but you were more interested in her yeah, yeah, of because course. of that. Because sure. I wasn't That's interested. How it goes. And then she called right then, so like we went out, and that was it, really, after that first yeah. date. Like, it was just, we just kept yeah. hanging out.
0: Now, let's talk about your three kids, mm-hmm. how, you know, the order in which you had them, and, and a little bit about
3: each kid. Cool, six and a half um, and Nava is three and a half, and then our son, Shlomo, is four months. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting, like, the nature-nurture piece of it, because, like, as we've been just discussing, I mean, obviously, each kid is unique, and but at the same time, they really do fit into those. Cole is very much the First oldest, farm, who's extremely responsible. Child. You know, just a good, all-around, just a great kid who's, like, happy to help. Uh-huh. Um, and Nava is also an amazing kid but also very much the middle child and, and so a firecracker and a firecracker I also think it's personality
2: she... the same way how he's super easy easygoing. he can't be home for more than like two hours at a time without starting to mess around and go crazy and bother his sister whereas Nava can Nava be can play, play for six herself. hours by herself <laughs> yeah. with her toys and her dolls and her bag lady bags and you know <laughs> collecting and putting things away and putting things back mm-hmm. and he just needs to be on the move and on the go
3: and Shlomo is only four months but I mean their personality obviously develops he's definitely right away child. <laughs> he's third child and it's interesting because he's such a chiller and he really yeah. is just very relaxed and like happy you could put him down and he's happy and just doing his own thing and then you come over because you're busy with the other kids and then you come over to check on him and he starts smiling like yeah hey, you remember me
0: consistent or something that you're looking for maybe an option that might be more effective anything like that
3: <laughs> um, talking back I feel like is a very a yeah. big thing and it's very hard for us yeah because you know we want to I think it's really important for both of us we're very conscious of our goal is not to be their friends and so it's great to have fun with them and I love obviously that's like our favorite thing is when we have those moments of, playing around, but it's very important that we draw the line, and they know, I'm your father, she's your mother, you can't talk that way. And so, I think it's a that respect, balance, right? yeah, having respect, not, like, for the sake of punishing, of course, uh, we hope that they respect, but I, I think having that balance sometimes, I know personally, I struggle with, like, setting the boundaries of, I'm your father, and so there's a certain level of respect, and then also, like, we can just be, Buddy buddy and, and hang out and have fun, you know. So that's something that I struggle with,
2: and I think we both struggle with that. And I think you know, part of it is that you know, growing up, we were my family and my family we were a hit, so we automatically respected our parents because we didn't want that consequence. Well, and if you were, you were fear, then it is, it Yes, yeah, sorry, it was, it was fear, it was fear, but if you were disrespectful, that would happen. We obviously don't do that, so. I want to find a way to have the children respect us without having them be afraid of us, which I think is very difficult. Um, There's obviously a way, I just don't know it. Give
5: me me an (laughs) example
3: of the talking back. Like, what does that sound like? Okay. I mean, yeah, I'll be telling him, like, it's time to go to bed. We just had time now, you have to go to bed. No, you have to go to bed. Well, I'm going to go to bed later. No, you, you know, just... I mean, that's not even that. Disrespectful. There are.
2: Although in the moment so it time. is, I think it is. I yeah. also think you should never be allowed to talk to an adult like that. Right. And it's and we're an extension of the world, as I see it. So if he feels comfortable doing that to us, I don't want him to turn to a teacher, and a teacher's like, "You need to bring in your homework assignment." Like you need to bring in your homework assignment. Like that would be a major issue for me.
3: Right. And I sometimes catch myself because I'm like, okay, so this this is my fault here because they're taking things that I know I can joke around with and they don't see that it's just jokes and so, you know, Mm -hmm. sometimes they'll talk like that.
1: I think sometimes labeling, are we going to play now? Mm -hmm. You know, we can play back and forth because you have to help them understand what's playing and what's disrespect Mm -hmm. because very often they don't know where the boundary is, okay? And when you want a child to learn, you're going to have to teach them out of that moment. So... You might say the next day, you know, when yesterday you were talking back to me, we weren't playing and that didn't feel really good. So do you think, you think it might be helpful if we had a sign that I could just, I could say something and then you'd know, ah, this isn't playing? Because you don't want to say this isn't playing because that sounds like, okay, we're being really serious Mm -hmm. and it might, they might think you're angry and you're not. Um, so that's one, one way of approaching it. Uh, another thing that you do is you can just put your hand up like this, shake your head, turn around and walk away. The most important thing with kids is your presence. And when you, you put your hand up like stop and you shake your head and you walk away, they may, he may follow you, your kids may follow you. And you can just shake your head and say, I, I can't talk with you. When you, when you talk with me like that. You can even say to him, you know, if you want to play, we, we can do five minutes of play, you know, back mm-hmm. and forth. But now, and you might say, and now it's serious
0: time. It is time for bed. And... So sometimes it's, it's basically, it's okay to say that when we're playing. Right. But you have to differentiate between the playing times and playing
1: and disrespect are very different things. The other thing is, you can craft something that works and fits with that kind of misbehavior. Let me give you an example. He's being he's talking in a smart way. Okay. So, you know, you might want to go for something for let's say ice cream after after dinner. And you know, one of you may have to stay home and he can't go. You can get him ice cream, but he can't go. And you'll say, Why can't I go? I wanna go. You say, Well, you know, it might embarrass me if you were if we were in public and you talked to me like that. I can't trust that you're not gonna be disrespectful to me. And well, what I, about the people who work at the ice cream place? What if you were that way with them?
0: Yeah. You know, we do so with that. She, she used to do that. Right. She would come up she would create She'd be like, "Let's go out to McDonald's for dinner." Oh, we can't. You guys don't know how to behave. And it was years later. Where I was like, "We were never gonna go to McDonald's." <laughs> <laughs> that woman <laughs> created it. it. Was and I was like, "That's so smart." Yes. <laughs> she was like, "We should go. Let's get towards." The- oh, no. a shame. And then we'd be like, "Why? Why did we ruin this for ourselves?" And then I was like, "Later on, I'm like, oh, no, <gasps> there is no McDonald's." <laughs>
3: There's never. a whole chain of restaurants you made up. There was, was never like... going
0: to be, it, there was
3: never a possibility. Fittingly yeah. enough, one of the things that really is a pet of mine is when Nava comes into my office <laughs> and starts wanting to push the buttons. I'm like, no, you are pushing my buttons. Um, yeah. On computer. You I cannot push buttons. those my buttons. My kids are allowed
0: to touch my computer. Right. They but, can't touch Right. So what, of what
2: would computer. be the consequence? Like we have a go-to consequence, which I don't really love because a lot of times it has nothing to do with what they're doing. It just, it's screen TV time. screen time. They have very limited, they have screen time on Fridays and they have screen time on Sundays. That's it. And it's very limited. And so that's very precious to them. Yeah. And we follow through that. Yeah. That's our go-to Consequence Like, if you're not listening to me right now, you're gonna start losing some of that screen time on Friday. Mm-hmm. And it bothers me a little bit because sometimes it's not direct. Although, sometimes in my head, I'd be like, Well, you're taking my 10 minutes by not listening and not cleaning up. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna take your 10 minutes then. So,
3: also, the thing is, though, it works. Well, it really works. What well, we've seen yeah. with coal go- in particular so it it's, really it's, works.
2: It's, it's uh, uh it's that's, sacred that's their government. money yeah, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, I don't right. know. word yeah. hurts, It's currency. It's, his it's their, currency. that's what I meant. Their it's, currency. his, his currency. Yeah.
1: But the thing is, you were saying that they, how did you phrase it? You said that he wasn't, they're pushing your button. Oh, not listening. That was what it was. Not mm-hmm. listening to what you want.
4: Mm-hmm. Yes. That's what you're saying.
1: Okay. So they need to experience what that's like. So it depends on how they do it. So um, when, when my kids were growing up, if I would ask them to do something, I would ask them once, twice. After that, I stopped asking. Okay? Done. And then there was a consequence. And the consequence was I would just wait until they asked me for something. And sometimes I'd say, okay. And then just wouldn't do it. Just wouldn't do it.
0: Yeah. We'd be like, mom, you said you were going to have mom. She goes, yeah, well, you told me you were going to clean your room. And you have not <laughs> and we were like, God damn it! Like yeah, she, we, we
2: were always like, like 40. but would that work with his three-year-old? Like Nava goes into his mm-hmm. studio and plays with his computer. He's told her many times she's not supposed to be able to go into that room, and yet she does it anyway.
3: Mm-hmm. When when you're not there or when you are there? No, she only does it when I'm there, and I know that it's because she just wants my attention. So right. She's she wants to, to, to hang get me out off with the him. computer, right. and not with her. Anyway. Although she's done it, she's home. done it
2: when you're not there, and I've had to take her out. what? <laughs> Let's say with Nava going in there, like we asked her to not touch the computer and she's not listening, right? And we take her out of the room and I'm waiting for another opportunity for her to ask me something and not listen, but her mind's not that. Yeah, I've got another way. You
1: know, you you described her as a child who sits and plays with all of her stuff and she doesn't like it to be disturbed. Kind of like Daddy doesn't want his computer Mm -hmm. disturbed. Mm -hmm. So... I mean, she start moving her what stuff she around. Is, <laughs> yeah, Take her stuff, and she'll she's likely to say, "No, you know, I want that. Yeah. Give it back." You say, "No, I want it." Yeah. And and she'll get into it in a dialogue with mm-hmm. you. Say, "I know, but you know what? You go into my room and play with the things that are important to me, and I don't want you playing with that. So if you could do that, I can play with your things, and." She'll begin to get this idea. And what you can say is we can decide not to do that with each other. The next time she says, Daddy, can I come in to your room, mm-hmm. you you look at her and you've got to say, oh, I can just tell you're getting so big because you know the right way to do it. Mm-hmm. And because you're getting bigger and you know how to ask, I can say yes. And I also know that you know the rule. What's the rule? Tell me what the rule is And then she'll say it. And then she'll I'm say it. Like yeah. Right. So it's so important to to get their feedback and their involvement in, in stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's, like you said before, it's subtle little things. Mm-hmm. It's a tweak. Yeah. But those tweaks are often the things that connect what we do to what they do. And, you know, there's not as much of a connection. I, you're right, it, kids hate to have their, their screen time messed with. But I would like to use that for when all else Right, like, (laughs) like, it
2: was bothering me the other day, but I used it a bunch of times, and I was like, I've got to have something
0: else here, like, Because soon it's
2: not going to be currency, and then what am I going to use? That's That's right.
0: right. Well, and that's, and honestly, that, that would be maybe one of my things, where it's like, you know what, when, when... People don't when you speak to me like that, I don't want to do anything nice for you. I don't want you to to give you any screen time. I don't wanna let you stay up late. I don't wanna do anything when you are right. when you speak to me like that. I just why would I do nice things for someone who treats me that way? Right. And so it can become a part of something else in a bigger way. Where it's kind of more when, But the logic is there. The logic of And like, that's what these are all things I allow. When you're
1: disconnected, to do. when they're disconnected kids feel like, okay, now you're getting even with me. And they don't say that right. in their head, but we want them to understand that everything has a connection. And, you know, when they're older, they go to work and they're not working, or they go to work and they are on the screen, like you're <laughs> that one person. You're she, Carrie, Carrie would come, yeah, she'd come into work and this person was on the YouTube
0: all the time. Always on the YouTube. Always on
2: that YouTube. Better than the Facebook. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she'd be on the Facebook as well.
0: So it sounds like what the the main issue has been around talking back and not listening those yeah. z- seem like mm-hmm. the two things talking back SAS being I'd say the predominant one and then not listening and, and that kind of thing as well the main things we talked about for combating these things were the hand up walking away or the this conversation is over we're not having this conversation anymore or I'm done and just hand up we're not going to talk about it so that's good for repeating um, you know that kind of thing also you can do that and just say I don't I don't talk to people who speak to me that way and then just have that be it mm-hmm. um, and you know, then there's the other option which I uh, which I use sometimes when appropriate, I don't do nice things for people who speak to me like that. Mm-hmm. And then there's also the bring it all around to one big thing, which is I can't take you out in public because you might speak to me or just somebody else that way and that would be really upsetting. Mm-hmm. So, um, so those I think are the main techniques for that, so let's see how those work. And then for the um, not touching it, the computer stuff and all that, I, I really think for her, touching her toys might be... Yeah. That might be something that she really doesn't like. Mm-hmm. So, and... But she, she could also relate to. And I think that's important, too. And then she'll go, Oh, mm-hmm. this is... Right. This is how he feels, right? Like, yeah, you don't like it. I don't like it either. Now you know how that feels. And um, and then you can always refer back to it if, if she's upset and she so I have one it. question about that. Do you do that in the moment? Like,
2: let's say... She doesn't listen, fine, and then she goes to play with her toys, and then I come into the room, and I start, like, she puts her stuff in certain bag, and I'll start taking the bags out or something, Mm -hmm. and she'll be like, no, don't touch that. Yeah, and you say, well, uh, you know,
0: I asked you not to touch, and it doesn't sound like we're listening to each other. Right, so I'm not, if you're not going to
2: be able to listen to me, I won't be able to listen to you. I'm not going to listen listen to you, you. exactly, so, you know.
0: Maybe we can try again Maybe we'll try again, and when I tell you not to touch, yeah, exactly, when I tell you not to touch, you'll stop. And then I won't touch your stuff.
3: Mm-hmm. Practically, what'll happen is I'll walk in on the second half and see Aura, be like, "What are you doing to her toys? <laughs> she started it." She was too hot.
0: Well, and for you, yeah, I think you have to do it too. Oh, I. You obviously. i to do it. But you should do it within like an hour or two, yeah. as soon as you can, because she's still pretty small. Yeah. Just go and be like, do, 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 pick yeah, up her yeah. stuff. Yeah. You know, hey, taking cards great. out of her yeah. bags. Oh no, I know exactly say. what he's doing. I know. <laughs> I know he's already like, trust me, and just <laughs> like, I know. and well, sometimes yeah. it really parenting is a blast. Yeah, I, it just. Sometimes I'm just like, this is so much fun. This <laughs> manipulation of the world. And then I other times that, I go, I
2: think I'm also going to really use the, like, stop with the head shake yeah. and, like, turning around and walking away. Sometimes, like... Yeah, you... I need to be able to, like, not yeah. respond to them. Yeah. And be, like, shut it down. Like, instead of it only being, you know, obviously... Right. Either like, get out of the bag. I'm bath. not deciding this for you. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, or, you know... <clears throat> The fact that we do the same thing about dinner every single night. Like, it's just going to keep going every night. Like, gosh, I hope you really make that choice tomorrow. Yeah. Because I think at this point now, even though we do say sorry, too bad, it comes with a little bit of aggravation. Sure. And they're hearing it. And I think that's why every single night. And Nava's not even hungry. Like, I saw yeah. what she ate tonight. And that when you guys were here, Cole was hungry because he's bigger and he needs to eat more, and he doesn't. Mm-hmm. And then she got into it and was like, "Well, I'm also hungry and I also want to eat." And got it. And I was just aggravated. <laughs> now that Cole mentions it, yeah. Now <laughs> that Cole mentions it, I'm
3: starving. Oh my god, on my diet.
2: I know. But yeah, but I think oh, the responding without any kind of emotion, being like, "Oh man, that's rough." Like, yeah, I'd be hungry too if I didn't eat enough. But I guess like you'll yeah. try it tomorrow. See, maybe you'll remember and you'll yeah. feel better.
0: I'm glad that they really found some of this stuff useful. I think it's going to make a big difference when they implement it. One thing I I want to clarify, because it might be something that I said, but I do want to make sure that when when you're saying, I hope you make a better choice tomorrow, all of those things, you can actually be empathetic. You don't have to be feelingless. right? You don't have to be completely matter of fact. You can be, but there's also a place for, I'm so sorry that that, sure. that you decided not to do that. You like, you're so upset. I wish that you had made a different choice for yourself. Maybe you'll do it tomorrow. You know, like, right. I, I hope you do. I would love to, I, you know, I don't like it when you eat sugar, but I love it when you're happy. I know treats make you happy. So I hope that, that maybe tomorrow you'll eat all your dinner. So I get to see you happy like that. Right. And, you know, and like, actually, Allow yourself to feel that empathy because we've all been there. Oh, yeah. Not necessarily exactly where they are. God knows I'll eat anything. But in today's parenting world, everybody was like, you know, you really want to discover what's going on with your kids and you want to be there emotionally. That's the kind of being there emotionally for them that I think makes a big difference. It does. And especially
1: one of the hardest things for parents to understand is that when you ask kids why why did you do that? Or why did you make that choice? Most kids can't tell you. Mm-hmm. They're way too young to have that level of insight. And but sometimes they, I don't
0: know yes. why I do what I do Not until you take some and time I'm incredibly insightful.
1: Well, and I think a lot of people too have that insight when they sit with something for a while. And part of our job is to help them learn that. Mm-hmm. And one of the ways they can feel safe to learn that is when we're empathetic. When we don't come down on them in anger um, and we help them to understand that, you know, this happens, we make bad choices and then we have to reconsider, are we going to do that again? Your choice is what,
0: what the rules are, right? But once you establish those rules, you know, if you're like me, they become not a choice. They just become like, when you make a rule, it's a rule. Now, of course, sometimes rules are made to be broken, but to me, that is definitely the exception, mm-hmm. and I always acknowledge when we're breaking a rule and right. why we're breaking the rule. Right. Um, and then, but then I go back, so it's almost like the rule was put there by somebody else. Like the Ten Commandments <laughs> of us. Right. Right.
1: Well, the thing that I want to say is that as kids get older, and we have to build in other rules—rules rules for the phone, rules for the uh, electronics, rules for. When you stay out late at night, that kind of thing. Part of what we do is we engage kids in that process so that, again, they have a hand in knowing if this, then that. Yep. And
0: they can own it. Yeah, they exactly. It. And then it really did. We get to give them all of that power and we can be a loving ear right. and 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 not a not a you punishing know. force. So anyway, That was really fun. Looking forward to their follow-up. And speaking of Mm follow-up, we get to follow up with Lindsay and Brad about their daughter, Esty. Now, if you remember correctly, Brad and Lindsay met in a really great way. But what's really important is how Lindsay feels about Brad. Oh, my God. Brad Heyman is so hot. (laughs) Anyway, them and their true love, well, her true love for him, anyway, is one of the things that's so great about them. The other thing was also talking about Esty and what a great kid she is and her full body meltdowns, which, mm-hmm. if you remember correctly, sounded like this. So let's see um, how things went when they tried the things that we discussed so we'll go through an overview and um and hopefully she won't have to hear any more of this right do you have children who struggle with math
1: do you struggle helping your children with math If so, we have a great series of books written by Danica McClellar. She has written books for children between the ages of preschool and college, and I think you'll find them truly helpful. You can find this and other resources by going to our website, parentwise.com, Our Picks.
0: Um, so how, okay, so hold on. So we've talked about that, the full body meltdowns. We talked about not wanting to try anything new because she doesn't want to get embarrassed. We talked about, um, food, some food stuff, how, you know, that's been going. And then, um, and then just in general, like, have you tried anything that's new? What's worked? What hasn't worked? And where's she at now? (laughs)
5: Something we've both definitely tried um, pretty much immediately, I think within hours of our last (laughs) call, was the suggestion that um, if Esty is having a meltdown, that that's okay, but we're not going to be an audience to that. So allow her to have that time on her own, but not in our space. Like you can go to your room and and do that. And that definitely works. Yeah.
4: The whole, like, I understand that you, this is how you're, you are choosing to express yourself right now. and, And I understand that, but it's not appropriate behavior for, for, you know, what we're doing right now. So if this is how you want to express yourself, feel free to do so in the comfort of your own room. And when you are done Melting down, you are more than welcome to join us. Uh, and you know, and things will be normal out here.
5: I'm not sure that it's decreased the number of times where she's had a like a you know, it's a, a normal six year old reaction to something that uh, I consider appropriate. Um, but it's definitely made dealing with it a, less, a lot less painful for us. Um, How
0: long does she stay in there?
5: Oh, minutes. well, no,
4: well, that's well, hold yeah, on, that's the she, thing. Well, she's not there for long. We're telling her to go into a comfortable spot to have this meltdown. She has the meltdown for 30 seconds after she leaves us. And then she finds something that occupies her. And then she stays in her room for half an hour. Like I will check on her a minute after she walks out of the room and she'll be coloring. She'll be writing little notes to herself. It's a, not a big deal to her.
5: I think it's like what you said, like we're providing the audience so when you take the audience take the away, audience away there's, there's no point in, in, in performing anymore.
4: The body doesn't come into it anymore. Now it's more of a sulk. Well, that's uh, that's because you're not there to see it
1: too. It's designed to shorten the length of time. The reason she has the meltdowns is that their coping skills at this age are very limited and they don't have the, the coping skills and the... Uh, just because of their age, their developmental stuff means that they, they lose it much more quickly. Now, whether they keep it up, whether they go for a long time, that has to do with our reaction to it. So her, her meltdowns are likely to decrease in numbers as she gets older for two reasons. One is because she'll have more emotional ability to catch it. And the other thing is that she'll know that there's really no no point to it, because she has to do it by herself, and that she can get everything she needs about her frustration when she's done with the meltdown. She can come out. She can tell you what the problem is. You can hug her. You can have a conversation, and it's much. It feels better to have those things resolved.
0: When you say it's less painful to deal with them, that's. Uh... That's the name of the game in a lot of ways. I mean, it just, you're a better parent when you don't want to kill them. (laughs) (laughs) But you you know what I mean? Like when when you can just go do your thing, I trust you to go in there and and come back when, you know, when you want to have a conversation and she does that, you're like, awesome. Like, (laughs) you know, perfect. Yep.
4: One of the things that we touched on last time that has, not gone away, but has morphed into something different is her, um, you know, I, I used to think it was, uh, she was scared of trying something new. That certainly was the case. It manifested itself in, you know, going to basketball and not knowing how to dribble and having an absolute freak out because she didn't want to look bad in front of everyone, even though, There was no one there who knew how to dribble. In my mind, I was thinking, oh, okay, she's a bit of a perfectionist. So we definitely have tried to like really bring home the whole everyone makes mistakes and making mistakes is good and you learn from them and and everyone does it to the point where when I make a mistake, I point out to her like, whoa, mom just made a mistake. Like, ha ha, see how normal it is? Yeah. (coughs) Excuse me. And she looks at me like I'm a crazy person. But something happened um, this week that I realized, I thought, oh my God, you know, this is just like the next stage of that not wanting to try something new. Her bedtime is about 8.30. She woke up at 9.30 and jumped out of her bed and came into the living room and was desperate to know where her homework was mm. where's my homework so she gets homework on a Monday night and it doesn't have to be turned in until Wednesday this was Monday this was Monday. where's my homework at 9:30 It's in your homework folder bubs everything's okay you don't have you know you, you have until Wednesday to do it it's it's really it's time to go to bed so she went back to bed. That child woke up. At 6.30 in the morning, and she normally gets up at about, what, 7.45? Yeah, somewhere
3: else.
4: She got up at 6.30 in the morning. I happened to be downstairs getting myself ready for the day. Her hair was all over the place. She, I swear she was half asleep. She went into her homework folder, grabbed her homework, wouldn't talk to me, sat at the kitchen table, did her entire homework sheet, put it back in the folder, and then went back to bed. And when you asked her about it, what did she say? Well, unfortunately, she went back to bed and I went to work. And Brad and I had about 10 seconds of adult time between us before like he was on duty taking care of her and I had to leave for the train. So we actually never had a conversation
5: about it. But yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that what happened until just now.
4: Yeah. So So now <laughs> I'm now I'm petrified that my daughter has like some sort of anxiety you're anxious
0: that she has anxiety <laughs> um that's what i'm medicated for so yeah well um but she I think, she isn't uh, really she
1: isn't really telling you that she's anxious though is she
4: no she's never said that
5: no she's never said that you know that she's anxious on on what what, what she is saying around this particular point like, about homework is i cannot get less than 100 percent
0: what will happen? Did you ask her what will happen if she gets less than one hundred percent?
5: I have not asked that question.
0: No, we always um, just say it? it's okay if you don't. Yeah, but I've never asked her what yeah, would like. I'm curious. What would it mean if she did?
5: Well, well, well she, she has got less than one hundred percent on a couple of her sheets, and it wasn't the end of the world for her. She, she, she actually, and I, I'm sure it's be, how she addressed it when when she brings the sheet home and it's marked, and it's usually always a hundred. Um, and then I say that, oh, there's one wrong. And she goes, yeah, that was just a mistake. But that's not what Esty would say. That That's definitely what the teacher has told her.
1: I think as long as the two of you continue to remind her that no matter what she does, whether she's getting 100% or whether she's getting something else, even if it's a bad grade, which is not likely, that that's fine. That's fine. That her worth is not dependent on her grade. But you do do need to know that only children and oldest children have kind of a predisposition to always want to get it right.
0: I think, in my opinion that you guys are speculating a lot on, on what it is, where it came from. And there's really no need to speculate because you have her who can give you answers and, and she needs to have, she needs to be able to speak to it. So let's say she says, I can't get, you know, I can't get an A or I have to get my homework done right now. Otherwise, yeah. Otherwise what? Tell me, tell me what will happen. She'll just break down crying okay, well that's important then. So why are you crying? I want, you just need to, you need to get her to process what those feelings are because until you know what the feelings are, then you can't help her get through them and come out the other side because this is something that could be a problem as she continues to get older in all sorts of different ways. And, um, and so I would encourage, um, really just, just like, not in like any, you know, like you have an opinion about it, just be like, Hey, you know, I, I've never really felt the way you're feeling right now. And I'm very curious. I want to understand it until you really understand her, who she is and what this means to her. I don't, there's really not much you can say or do that's going to help necessarily because we don't really get what's happening. Yeah. Well,
1: The other thing you always want to think about too is our tendency is to jump in. If she were to say, I'm worried, uh, I, I have the best grade in the class and I don't want to be, I don't want to lose my spot. Then instead of saying it's okay or trying to tell her that everything's fine, you have to say, you just have to ask, keep asking questions. Well, what would that mean if you weren't the first one? What would that mean? How would that feel? You know? And, just follow it with questions rather than feedback. You can even ask the question, what do you think we think about it? Because we tell her what we think. And sometimes after about 10, 15 seconds, they don't hear it anymore. And we wonder why they keep acting a certain ways because we've talked too long and the important stuff was sort of at the end instead of at the beginning. And so they didn't get it. But asking her questions until she kind of, you can sort of guide the questions so that she can come to the conclusion that it's not as big a deal as she as she has thought it was before, because she didn't think it through. Because kids don't. They don't think it through. They don't know how to do that yet. So less answering, less giving her answers and more helping her process is the better way
4: to do it. That's exactly as a parent what you're, you're predisposed to do is try to give answers to your kid. And it turns out that asking more questions than prescribing answers is exactly what you're supposed
0: to do. with Exactly. exactly. And what you're doing is you're helping them figure out who they are and work through who they are. So with Rue, she'll say like, this just happened yesterday. She forgot her glasses at home and I was like, I'm going to drop you off and then I'm going to go drop off the baby and then I'll go pick up your glasses and bring them to you at school. She didn't want to get out of the car and she was like, I'm so embarrassed. And I was like, sweetie, I need you to be, to be a big girl and to try and manage what's going on right now. And, and suck it up. And I need you to do that. So I can take the baby to school. I will bring you your glasses. Okay. And she was like, okay. And she was like already crying, but she walked into class. She did her thing. I took the baby. I got the glasses. I came back. The whole class was going to go practice their, um, uh, the jingle bell song that they're going to sing for the winter thing, which I, there, by the way, there's no singing. It's all just screaming. Um, <laughs> It's, it's all of these kindergartners and TKers screaming jingle bells at the top of their fucking lungs. It's horrific. I can't (laughs) wait. Anyway. Um, and she's still, she's still in the classroom because she's still crying. Mm, (laughs) Yeah, that's what I said. So I go in and I sat down. What happened? You know, when you came in, did everyone look at you and, and laugh? And she was like, no. I'm like, did anyone say anything? She goes, they asked why I was crying. I was like, well, okay, good. They're they're concerned. They're concerned about you. Um, and I was like, but tell me why forgetting something is embarrassing. And she was like, because it means, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, is that true? She goes, What? And like, think about it. Is that true? Is it think about if it was me, if I forgot something. Did that make me stupid? Did that make me look stupid? is that actually true? Should I feel stupid every time I do something like that? Should everybody feel stupid when they forget something? No. Okay. So it's not really true. It's just a feeling. Then you felt embarrassed that you forgot it, but you actually didn't need to feel that way because it's not true that you're stupid. If you forget something, it just felt like you were stupid. And if you hadn't cried, do you think anyone would have noticed? She's like, I go, because they didn't ask about your glasses. What did they ask about why I was crying? So what do you think that means? They didn't notice the glasses. That's right. They didn't notice the glasses. So what if you'd handled it differently? They probably wouldn't have noticed anything. Yeah, I think you're probably right. I was like, listen, this is all okay. This is totally fine. You know, I said, I just, you know, I I want you to, to just ask yourself sometimes is this really true? If this was my mom, if this was my dad, if this was, if this was the monkey, you know, if this was my little sister, would, if they forgot stuff, would I think that they were stupid? Because if the answer is no, then you're not stupid either. You know, like it's, it's just kind of, you know, trying to get to point out that feelings are just feelings. That's all they are, you know, and they, it doesn't make anything true. It makes things feel true, but we, you know, we can make a decision to say, you know what, this is stupid. I'm not going to feel this way. It was a mistake. So, I ignore. I ignore my brain saying I'm stupid, and I'm just going to fight through it,
5: and that'll be that, or whatever the situation may be. Yeah, I think. I think also too, as far as the trying new things, I've definitely tried to change my approach in delivering just coming out and saying, hey, guess what we're doing today? (laughs) This, this totally new thing that you've never seen or have no concept about what it is. Um, I'll maybe introduce it as, wow, this could be something fun to try at some stage. Mm-hmm. And, and and sort of like probe, the, test the waters, if you will.
4: I don't really feel like you should have to do that all the time with your kid. There are just times where I'm like, Estee, this is what we're doing. I, is it bad if I say like, we don't need to have a conversation about this. Now I need to ask you how you feel. Right. Because right. it's just what's about to happen. It's very, very
1: important for kids. And I used to tell parents, you have to build in no's periodically. And this is what we're doing because... I always say to parents, you have to think about it this way. When your child goes to work with their first job at McDonald's and the guy hands them a broom and says, go clean out the bathroom um, or take the trash out, um, they have to know that there are going to be things that they have to do, that they're going to be asked to do, that they don't want to do, but they need to do it because it's part of the job, part of the deal. And just like I don't ever recommend that we build our life around children because it's not good for them, I think, I, I think children need to understand that we do things as a family. You do your best to do things in their direction, but there are going to be times when they're going to have to accompany you to do things you want to do that they may not want to do. And I think that's just really, really important stuff. So absolutely.
5: Yeah, I don't think she has too much of a problem with the day-to-day things that she doesn't like that we're going to do. It's if you spring something completely but new. It, yeah, if we we spring something new like, oh, guess what, we're going to this new salsa class or something.
0: You know, there's it's like anything else is is, you know, there's a balance to it, you know. And, and it depends on what where you're going. If it's going to be something where it's going to be really disruptive to everybody else, you know, all the other participants, if she has a complete and total meltdown, then I think that's, you know, might be a good time to prepper. But she can't be prepped every single time. She has to learn how to do things that are unexpected and, and be okay with the unexpected because life
5: gives you the unexpected mm-hmm. all the time. Tonight she was put in a new situation and it was it was for me. I, I wanted to go to the gym, um, but Lindsay had to work late. I, I knew that this day was coming for like a couple of days, so I had – prepped Esty saying, Oh, we had such a fun time at the gym. This is what we worked out at. And, uh, and I think she was excited to go to the gym because of my energy about it. Yeah. Yeah. And you didn't spring it on her. And I did spring it on her. I said, "Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah." So for three days, I've been saying, "On this, yeah, two more days, and you can get to come to the gym with me." When you're going to the gym, a gym is a place for adults. So what you did
0: is completely appropriate. You know what I mean? You can't well, have your kids like kid. flipping out. <laughs>
5: not having a good time there.
0: Yeah, uh, you know. So I think that's that was a really a smart move on on your part in terms of when is a good time to do that because you are in a situation where her flipping out is, you know, forget embarrassing. It's just not nice to do to other people who are there trying to relax and be healthy and, you know, all the things that people go to the gym for. And the last thing they need while they're doing that and paying for it is, you know, some, somebody's kid completely flipping out.
1: I think that's an appropriate way to do it. You want to be very careful not to do that every time. Mm-hmm. And it's tempting. It's tempting. Mostly none of us like to see our kids melt down. We just don't. And if we think we can prevent it, we do. But that's a kind of overreaction that doesn't allow them to grow. And part of the growth that all of us need to make is that life has its unexpected turns and that you need to deal with it.
0: One question that I've, um, I asked myself when it comes to creating consequences or anything at this point is, what would happen if this, if this situation was happening in adulthood? Like what if she was a grown up? would, you know, would, what would happen? Would she have to do a, B and C? Would she not like, how would this affect her? And could she avoid it? Because if she can't avoid it, then I've got to help her learn how to live through it. So, and, and just say, you know, like, yeah, like these things are really, are, are tough. You know, I remember her, saying, I can't wait till, um, the Rube goods I, I'm, I can't wait till I'm a grown up, So I'm never afraid anymore. Oh, girl. I know. And I said, Oh, honey, I said, I, I've got some news for you.
5: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, level for you.
0: <laughs> I know. I was all, we should sit down for this. Um, <laughs> with consequence it's the worst kind <laughs> I know I know I told her I was like I wish I could tell you that you're not scared when you're a grown up anymore but it's not true you are scared and you're scared a lot you're just scared of different things
5: different things yeah
0: uh, yep and she was like uh, but I don't and then she she was like but then well she was really like bummed. So what's the been, point?
5: What's the point?
0: Right? Of up, man? <laughs> well, and I told her, I said, I said, you know, the only difference when you're an adult is you just have more practice, um, being scared and, and being okay with it. You know, I said, you know, be, being scared doesn't mean you, you don't do anything. That's what being brave is. Being brave is doing things, even though you're scared. And you know, when you, you just get a lot braver when you're older, but you don't stop being scared. I'm sorry to tell you, my friend. And it's so so important that they hear this
1: stuff because, you know, I work with a lot of adolescents and they're always excited to be a grown up and they're pretty sure it's, it's going to be pretty easy. They've got it all planned in their head. They know where they want to live. They know what kind of car they want to drive, what kind of job they're going to have. And then they take that step out into the real world. And all of a sudden there's all this stuff and they get they are angry i get kids who come in and they're in their early 20s and they're really angry and they say how come nobody told me and i said what do you mean well yeah it's 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 not it's not the way it looks and i said that's right i said grown ups make it look really easy and if we don't prepare our children by letting them know that you know one of the things i like to tell young teenagers is that everything in the world that we do is like part of a school it's a bigger school than actual school and that when we have challenges it's just part of it comes up because that's something we need to learn and that if we can learn it then we go on to the next challenge we don't ever get to a place where everything's okay all the time
0: follow-up with Lindsay and Brad really ended abruptly in a very sad way. Like, <laughs> yeah, being an adult sucks. The end. <laughs> right. I mean, it yes. was, is it just me or did that no. kind of no. was like, yeah. And then nothing ever gets better. <laughs> Bye.
1: <laughs> Rue was pretty, pretty bummed.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, if I can do anything, it's disappoint and upset my children. <laughs> Um, It's a definite talent. It is. Oh God. I mean, I'm so proud. (laughs) And so I know this is off topic, but anyway, today I was, I woke up the through early and, um, because I, the baby had gotten me up early and wouldn't go back to bed. And it's this kind of thing that also is like, how I show her she's a big girl, right? Mm-hmm. So, And what I said to her, because the night before she was doing her whole I don't want to go to sleep thing, she kind of knows the deal, obviously. I mean, yeah. How many frigging times in a row do we have to do it? And then she, I said, well, you know, your body needs rest. It's time to go to bed. I go, but, you know, if you're acting like a big kid, you know, you can stay up late tomorrow night. And then she just was like, fine, and she went to bed. So this morning when I woke her up and as we were getting dressed, I was like, you know, I was thinking about how – great it was that you just said okay and went to bed even though you didn't want to go to bed and what a big girl you know you have to be to just be disappointed and like oh well and like handle it you just handled it so I wanted to do something special for you this morning so I thought you know it would be fun. I'll take the baby to school. I'll wake up Rue. She can come with me, which she loves to do. She'll to drop off the baby. And then I'll take her to a local coffee shop that we go to, and we can have hot chocolate and like a little muffin for breakfast before school. That was cool. And it's it, perfect. That's A plus parenting. Thank you. One, well, you know, honestly, I think it's coming up with opportunities like that. Like I'm already up at the crack of dawn. What can I do that might be special and fun for my kid? And how can I relate it back to something that they're doing really well or that they're working on right and always of course not saying hey it's because you know you got a good grade so here's a this but so it's not an accomplishment it's more of a personality trait it's more of a a behavior it's an acknowledgement right of a behavior right which is not necessarily but like you know, let's say that she climbed a structure for the first time mm-hmm. um, by herself, I would say it wouldn't be because you climbed the structure. It would be because you, you did something even though you were scared. Right. You were brave. And that, and and I was really, I'm excited. I hope you're excited. Blah, blah, well, blah, blah. Well, and
1: this is a perfect example of what we mean when we say it's more important to encourage a child than
0: to praise them. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the funny part about this story is that we're driving... Um, to the coffee place after dropping off uh, the baby. And I was like, you know, I, I said, you know, this is, this is something that, you know, I can't do with my baby. I can only do with my daughter, um, Rue. And she goes, oh, you have a daughter named Rue? <laughs> or something like that. Like she'll, always, she'll do that. She'll be like, really? You have a daughter? Her name is Rue? And I'll say, Oh yes, you should meet her. I'll say, she's great. I'll say, she's really funny. And that's when I get to like, t- talk to like, she's super funny and she tries to scare me all the time, but she never can because I'm a mom and I always know. <laughs> and you know, and she's really smart. She's getting better and better at sounding things out. Like, Oh my God, it's crazy. And, and so I get to describe her to her. Nice. But what's so funny is she gives me the opportunity to do this by acting not like a six-year-old and being like, really, you don't say, you have a child, <laughs> but, but how cool would it be also to do that? Even if they don't say that. Right? right. So you say, and I am going to, you know, take my and here we are. We're, I'm going to take my son, so and so out to the park. And then you can say, you know, you should meet my son sometime. He is really awesome. And like, you know, you say it to them like yeah. as a joke gives them, obviously, a sense of humor. Hopefully someday, you know, you can even if they're if they haven't been doing well, you can say things like and even when he af- he does this, this and this, you know, what's weird. I still love him. I still think he's a great kid. Isn't that funny? Mm -hmm. You know, it's my job to teach. And one of the things that I also have said to, to, um, to Rue is, you know, mommy and daddy's job is to love you and keep you safe and teach you how to be a grown up and all of that kind of stuff. But what I'm realizing is, and I want to change is that I want to focus on, um, a parent's job is to teach you how to be a grown-up, to keep you safe, to do all of that. We love you, but it's not our job to love you. We just love you because you're lovable. Mm, beautiful. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's not our job. We don't have to love you. I don't have to love you, but you're just so lovable that I do, and I can't help it. Mm-hmm. I can't help myself no matter what you do. I still seem to love you. It's really crazy.
1: Yep. So now we're going to do kind of um,
0: a wrap-up. I-, I am so pleased with Lindsay and Brad's just what they were able to accomplish with Esty in such a short period of time.
1: The other thing that I noticed is that they really supported each other. Yes, that's so true. And that makes life so much easier when you have a partner that sort of fits seamlessly and gets what you're after. It's much harder if you're trying to parent a child and you have a disengaged spouse or a spouse who was raised so very differently that behind your back they do other things. It just makes your job
0: so much harder. Right. And, and their main issue is communication because they're ships in the night. And yep. that's a lo- how a lot of families are with two working parents. It's like, okay, you're in, I'm out. That is where that issue comes. Like what happened with SD that morning with her and the homework thing was kind of a big deal because it was so unusual, but mm-hmm. there was no time. You know, to express that, maybe realizing sometimes that those things should be communicated, and then say, "Hey, I wasn't able to close this out. Will you close it out?" Right. And get on the phone, call them when you're out the door, whatever. If if you can remember to do stuff like that, exactly. But it's tough, man. It is really tough. But they're they're doing great. It's very funny to me, you know, when they say like, "Oh, you know, I'm my." child is really anxious about, you know, what they want to get a hundred percent all the time, you know, and, and my child, they do those snappy words they're Mm -hmm. called where they're like, words are supposed to memorize. And she's been on the same list of seven words since like for a year and a half, (laughs) but she's just getting them now. Like now she's getting them. Yes. She knows over half of them. It's like a breakthrough. So just everything she learns needs to be learned over a period of a year and a half. Yeah. <laughs> but meanwhile, she gets there though. Esti wants 100 percent on everything. <laughs> Otherwise, she's gonna wake up in the morning. I mean, like she's, she, it's a part of what she, who she is and what's important to her. Sure, God, the differences. Yeah, you know? I know. And there, I
1: I have seen so many kids over the years, and honestly, I've never seen two kids be exactly the same or react the same yeah. to a similar situation. Absolutely, um, it's what
0: makes my, my work so interesting. what makes my life so interesting great episode I really liked um uh, you know Dove and Aura that was great yes um god they're funny and I think I don't know if we told anybody but nun time but in the very beginning Mm -hmm. where they say um in our theme song when they say uh, they say, "When do you want to go to bed?" And she goes, "None time." And then Dove goes, "None time." That's them. Yeah, that's their family. And then also, she'll when they their daughter Nava also says, "I'll play with it, but I'm not going to clean it up." Right. later right. on. Right. <laughs> and, and those weren't staged. Those were no. That's all on natural. On the naps. Yep. Another one in the hopper. No? No, a hopper. In the bag. Another one in the bag. From the hopper into the bag. There you go. Excellent. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. Be well. Yes.